a moment of power. It's time for a Moment of Power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. If, let the church say if, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, that's good right there. Let Israel now say, if it had not been, verse 2, let, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, verse 3, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. I'm reading the ESV this morning. Verse 4, then the Lord would have, then the flood, I'm sorry, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Verse 6, blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Verse 8, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Uh, verse 2 is going to drive the sermon today. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. That's going to drive the sermon right there. Amen. Amen. Let look at somebody next to you and say, uh, he, he never left me. He never left me. I want to use as a subject this morning, God was there the whole time. God was there the whole time. Not just part time, but the whole time. Is that anybody's testimony this morning? God was there the whole time. You may be seated. Amen. Margaret Duro is the writer of one of my favorite songs, maybe one of your favorite songs as well. She penned a song called, If It Had Not Been For The Lord On My Side. Y'all familiar with that one? It simply says, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, she says, tell me where would I be? Tell me where would I be? I like the verse that says, he kept my enemies away. Watch this. He let the sun shine through a cloudy day. He, she says, oh, he wrapped me in the cradle of his arms. When he, watch this, knew I'd been battered and torn. I like that, y'all. When he knew, God knew I'd been battered and torn. She goes back to the chorus. So if it had not been for the Lord on my side, tell me where would I be? Then she goes on and say, I want to know where would I be? Is that, is that, does that resonate with you? If it had not been for the Lord on my side. This, this song, y'all, it has real meaning. And it has sound theology. Most of us often sing this song because it reflects the magnitude of our respective testimonies. It, it speaks to God's divine presence and deliverance during pivotal moments in life. Amen. God's divine presence is important. I don't know if you know it or not, but uh, God's divine presence is important. We, we should never forget or take for granted that God is with us day and night. 
minute after minute, hour after hour. We, we should never take that for granted. But when one thinks about that song and this text today, it raises the question, what does that really mean? I always like, I always like to question the text. What does that really mean? What does it mean to have God on our side? Paul talks about this in Romans chapter 8, verse 31. He says, if God be for us, who can be against us? He goes on to say in Romans 8, verse 38, for I am, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let me see if I can give it to you this way. Having God on our side simply means that God is in our corner. As Paul puts it, we are more than conquerors. That's what it means to have God on your side. God was there the whole time, as the sermon title says. Uh, in the face of everything, every threat that comes at us, we can rest secure knowing that the Lord promises to be with us. He promises to defend us and give us victory. Amen. The same promise he gave Joshua when Joshua succeeded Moses. He says in Joshua chapter 1, Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. I love this word right here. Whithersoever thou goest. I love that word. Amen. Whithersoever thou goest. And I want to argue also, without God, I would consider myself helpless. I don't know if you would share that same sentiment, but without God, just like, just like Sister Margaret said, where would I be? Where would I be? That's what we see in Psalm 124. We have another psalm of ascent. It speaks about God's divine safety and protection. Amen. We've talked about this pilgrimage that they had to make three times a year to Jerusalem. We've talked about they had to come from all regions around Jerusalem and they had to journey up to Jerusalem. The ascent, they had to go up the hills and the mountains. Going up yonder, amen. Going up, you remember that old song, I'm going up the rough side of the mountain. That's what it's all about right there. I'm coming up. The rough side of the mountain. And I'm doing my best to make it in. This, this is what it's speaking about right here. The, the Psalms of Ascent. Amen. The journey just like life, y'all. Uh, it, it exposed the people to peril or danger at the hands of enemies. Yet with God's divine protection, they came out unharmed. Amen. They emerged unharmed. They were delivered from the enemy by the grace of of God. As the people made their journeys or their pilgrimage to Jerusalem, we've come to understand that it is not an easy journey. The journey was to Jerusalem, watch this, was literally and figuratively an uphill battle. Literally because we know the landscape was surrounded by hills and mountains and winding trails. But figuratively, figuratively, because the uphill journey was filled with dangers. Dangers seen and unseen. Danger from the wild animals and, and robbers. Danger from pagans 
worshiping their false god. Danger because at any any moment, y'all, these enemies and these foes could attack them while they were making their journey to worship Yahweh. Yet, through all the danger that we face day in and day out, through all the danger they face day in and day out, just like us, it is God's presence that makes the difference in our lives. Do I have any witnesses this morning? David, it, it, this song, the song is credited to David. David understands the difference God's presence makes. Amen. David is able to understand God's presence because of an active, living relationship with God. It was through that active, living relationship with, with God that David had gained confidence to confront the Philistines and say in Psalm 56, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. David goes on to say, he asked the question, what can flesh do to me or, or what can man do to me? What can mere mortals do to me? It's God who I put my trust in. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. The song suggests, some people suggest this song is a result of David's life and his kingdom being threatened. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 17 through 25, y'all, we find an episode where after David had become king of Israel, he, he found himself on the Philistines' most wanted list. Uh, just like the FBI's most wanted list, David found himself on the Philistines' most wanted list. They had heard about uh, David being anointed king over, the, over Israel, so they started a, a manhunt for David, if you will. Amen. Word got back to David and he went to the shelter for safety. The Philistines had spread out all over the land. But David, just, he didn't just seek safety, he actually sought the Lord. Amen. There's a difference there. There's one thing to hide, but then there's another thing to call on the Lord. Amen. The Bible says, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go and attack the Philistines? David asked, will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered, go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hand. The story goes on to say in uh, 2 Samuel, so David, watch this, did as the Lord commanded him. And he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. But what I like about the psalm, y'all, Psalm 124, it follows a prayer in Psalm 123. Uh, Psalm 123 says, Unto thee I lift up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of the servant look unto the hand of their masters, and as the eyes of a maiden unto the hand of her mistress, so our eyes wait upon the Lord our God, until that he have mercy upon us. Have mercy upon us, O Lord, have mercy upon us, for we are exceedingly filled with contempt. Our soul is exceedingly filled with the scorning of those that are at ease and with contempt of the proud. As the pilgrims continue their ascent to worship God, Psalm 124 provides a very important reason to celebrate God. That, that one reason is because he takes care of his people. As these men just sung, Lord, I thank you for all you've done for me. Anybody thankful for all he's done for you? What we see in these first two verses, the psalmist 
Brother David makes an important declaration about God. He is on our side. Amen. Uh, God is not against us. He's with us. He's for us. Amen. He's not distant. He's not. I'm not on the East Coast and he's not on the West Coast. He's right here at 141 Kempsville Road. He, he's near us and he's on our side whenever we face challenges in our lives. Amen. What then, what then should we make of this song? I told y'all I like to ask questions. I always question the text. What should we make of this song? Charles Spurgeon, the great pre preacher, they call him the prince of preachers. He says, this text describes a soul matter. Uh, he suggests that it's, it's a physical matter and a spiritual matter. Amen. The psalmist is not just speaking of a temporal or physical deliverance, but also a spiritual deliverance as well. Has, has God ever delivered you from something? Has God ever brought you out of something, not just physically, but spiritually as well? Uh, sometimes we need spiritual deliverance. It's not always physical, but sometimes we need a spiritual deliverance because the truth be told, some people can be in spiritual bondage. Amen. Psalm 124, this word is for everybody, but perhaps, perhaps it hits close to home for somebody. Amen. The psalmist shows how God is present and on the side of his people. The psalm illustrates how God divinely operates in our lives to save us from our enemies, whether they be spiritual or physical. Amen. But he references a time in Israel's past when other nations were against Israel and God still saved them. Amen. Yes. The point remains, though, when it seems like the whole world is against you and opposed to you, when it seems like everything seems to be going wrong, God is still on your side. Amen. I'm not preaching long today. I'm going to give you three things and I'm going to get on out your way. When it seems like everything is falling apart, but somehow you're still standing tall, that is evidence that God is on your side. Am I talking to anybody today? Amen. Uh, it seems like everything falling apart. It seems like uh, nothing is going on. Nothing is going right. But somehow you are still wrapped in the peace of God. And that is what's keeping you in your right mind. Anybody glad to be in their right mind this morning? Uh, when I could have gone crazy, all hell was breaking loose. I'm still in my right mind. The psalm, it reflects that we, we the believers of Christ, the children of God, it reflects that we should always be in a season of thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Thanksgiving is not just the fourth, the fourth Thursday in November for us. It's every day. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. Amen. Watch this. If that be the case, if it be the case that we should always be in a a season of thanksgiving, then it requires three things of us. Three things I'm going to share with you. If that be the case now, if you're not thankful for anything, then I don't know what to tell you. But if that be the case, that we should always be in a season of thanksgiving, three things we should, three things, three postures we should have. Number one, there has to be reflective appreciation reflective appreciation. 
I love this, y'all. I love this. This is one of my favorite songs. Reflective appreciation. It means we should always have a reflective view of God. Reflective of how God has delivered us from so much in the past. I asked the question, I asked this, has anybody ever been delivered for something? Reflective appreciation is there anybody in the house today that appreciates what God has done for you? It's got to be the Holy Spirit because I don't really share what I'm preaching. But every Sunday I come in here, y'all sing music that lines up with my sermon. And it seems like the Sunday school lesson always lines up with my sermon. That, that's nobody but God. Number one, if, we got, if we're always in the season of Thanksgiving, there has to be reflective appreciation. The A clause in verse 2 simply says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. That is reflective appreciation of God. Amen. In other words, don't ever forget what God brought you from. That's it right there. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget what God brought you from. Don't ever forget what God delivered you from. Don't, don't ever forget when God got you out of that place. Uh, it's not just us. Uh, sometimes we need we, we need to be delivered some, from some places. Amen. Watch this. Don't ever forget when God got you out of that place. Here's another. Don't ever forget when God separated you from that person or people you needed to get away from. Amen. So it's not just things. It can be places. Some of us need to be delivered from some places. Some of us need to be delivered from some people. Reflective appreciation. A reflective appreciation of God shows thanksgiving that the Lord was on your side. It is an appreciation of the grace and mercy of God. Amen. It is appreciation of the goodness of God that rescued you from the very brink of destruction. Because if you'll be honest, if I'll be honest, some of us were on the brink of destruction. God showed up just in the nick of time. If it had not been the Lord who was on my side, uh, Sister Margaret asked the question, where would I be? Am I helping anybody this morning? I know we say we shouldn't focus on the past, but it is beneficial for us as believers to look back and consider what our lives would have been like if the Lord had not been on our side. Lord, I feel good today, y'all. And when you have a reflective appreciation, it should fill us with that profound thankfulness. Amen. It should fill us with a debt of gratitude for God's divine deliverance. Amen. It should help us to be mindful, always mindful of God's grace, His mercy, His protection. And in return, we ought to praise Him with our whole hearts. David says in Psalm 103, Let all that I am praise the Lord, watch this, he says, may I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death 
and crowns me with love and tender mercies. I love that. So number one, there is reflective appreciation. But then there's another piece to that. When we have reflective appreciation, watch this. We don't gloss over what life could have been if God wasn't on our side. You don't, you don't gloss over what could have been. Notice he starts some off with that little word if. If. That, that word if is probably one of the most powerful words you'll ever encounter. If. Because it sets up two sides of the story. You hear me? It sets up two conditions. If, if it had not been this, then it would have been that. God help me today. So when we have a reflective appreciation, we don't gloss over what could have been. Thankful I'm not locked up. Thankful I don't have to sleep under the bridge every night. Thankful I don't have to eat bologna sandwiches every night. They, they, watch this, watch this. They, verse 1, he says, if, but then verses 3 through, through 5, he says what could have been. I like it. He says, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Amen. If it wasn't, David says, if it wasn't for him, then it would have been a whole other way. In other words, we say it all the time, my story could have been written another way. Amen. The, the if, the if in verse 1 and 2, it presents an opposite side of the story. Amen. David paints a picture of what the pilgrimage or the journey would have been like without the presence and the protection of God. Amen. Without God, they would have been a total, at a total mismatch for what they faced on, a, on the journey. Amen. David would have been a total mismatch against the Philistines who had him surrounded. Amen. The Israelites would have been a total mismatch against these wild animals and these, these robbers that were hiding in the hills on the way up to Jerusalem. What would your life have been like if you had not found God? If you had not uh, said yes to Jesus? As Sister Margaret says, where would I be? So reflective appreciation should always consider what might have been. I submit to you today without God, situation, the journey, the pilgrimage would have been and would be disastrous. They could have experienced calamity and chaos. Calamity and chaos because the enemy always has an appetite for destruction. Are you hearing me today? The enemy always has an appetite for destruction. I say it all the time. Satan wants to kill us physically and spiritually, literally and figuratively. Amen. The enemy always has an appetite for destruction. That's why Peter says, be alert 
and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Paul, Peter goes on to say, resist him and stand firm in the faith. Amen. The enemy is a hostile force that acts like a wild animal looking to destroy us. Amen. The enemy is dangerous. Amen. He's, the enemy is irrational. He's not trying to bargain with you. Amen. The enemy is consumed with danger simply because you're on the battlefield for the Lord. Amen. But that's David says, if it had not been the Lord on our side, amen, they would have swallowed us up. Amen. And sometimes you have to think about what might have been if it weren't for God. Amen. Uh, so David says, verse 4, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. I like how the song, he uses graphic analogies or images to convey the seriousness of what they were dealing with. Amen. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's nothing to take lightly what life contains for us. We shouldn't take lightly what we deal with in life. He says, uh, he uses this graphic analogy. When people rise up against you, they could have swallowed them like prey in the mouth of an animal. The enemy wants to chew us up. And then in verses 4 and 5, he uses the image of a flood. It is said, y'all, that Israel contained a lot of dry riverbeds. They were either dry or very shallow for most of the year, but those would quickly turn into a flood, y'all, during rainy seasons, and then they would have been overwhelmed with floods. Imagine going to the hills and water rushing down the mountainside. Amen. Beloved, you don't have to imagine it very, very hard because life sometimes feels like a rainy season. Am I right? Sometimes it feels like there is overwhelming flooding, amen. Sometimes life takes a pivot and it can feel like a flood where everything is happening always, all at one time, amen. We deal with floods all the time when our health takes a turn for the, for the worse, amen. When our jobs don't work out, it feels like a, like a flood. Has anybody ever gotten a pink slip and they told you don't come back tomorrow? Uh, it feels like a flood of raging waters. It feels like a flood, y'all, when our marriages and relationships are challenged. Amen. It feels like a flood when financial problems arise and we're not uh, prepared for it. it. It feels like a flood when our families are going through hell. Amen. All of that feels like a flood. A flood. But the good news today is God is able. Amen. He's able to. He's able to turn it around. He's, he's able to step in in the nick of time. God, it was God's divine help that delivered them from destructive waters. And that same divine providence is for us as well. Amen. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side. In other words, God was there the whole time. The whole time. So not only should we have a reflective appreciation for God's deliverance, physical and spiritual, but we cannot forget about Jesus Christ. That's why right, y'all, reflective appreciation should never omit, omit Jesus Christ. Because of him, y'all, we are delivered from sin. 
If the Lord had not been on our side, we would never come to know his love, his grace, his mercy, his kindness, and everything that is revealed through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If the Lord had not been on our side, we would have no concept of salvation and deliverance from sin. Amen. Here it is right here. Reflective appreciation never omits how good God has been. Point number two, if it be the case that we should always be in a season of thanksgiving, then number two, it requires expressive praise. Expressive praise. What does that mean? We should always have praise on our lips. Always have praise on our lips. A, a praise on our lips that originates from an appreciative reflection of God. I said it last week. Thank God I got my voice this week. But I said it last week. Our worship and our praise, it shows how much we value God. Yes. Are you hearing me this morning? Yes. The text goes from reflection to praise. David says in verse 6, Blessed be the Lord. Oh, That's praise right there. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. David offers praise for God's gracious intervention on behalf of his people. David says the Lord is to be blessed or praised. Amen. Appreciation is reflective, but then it becomes an active praise. Amen. Because it's an ongoing reality. Amen. God is great and greatly to be praised. David says in Psalm 34, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen. He shifts from reflection to praise of appreciating what God has done. Amen. He, he not only does he give appreciation, but he uses illustration to give Testimony: The enemy is likened to a wild animal, but God has saved his people from his jaws. Amen. God's people have had a, a narrow escape like a bird from a fowler's broken trap. Amen. But it takes a turn. Your expressive praise is not just unto God, but your expressive praise should turn into public testimony. You're not just praising God, but it also should turn into public testimony of God's goodness and his greatness that has been evidenced in your life over the course of your life. Let me help you. Let me bring it a little closer to home. The fact that you're looking at me and listening to me this morning, that's public testimony. Amen. God allowed you to get here one more time. Amen. That's public testimony. Testimony. David says in 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That's public testimony. You ought to tell somebody, I made it one more time. Amen. Uh, the doctor's report turned out to be wrong. That's public testimony. Amen. Uh, you got fired for one job. You got laid off for one job, but you got another job. That's public testimony. Amen. It's not only is it expressive praise, but it is public 
testimony. You ought to tell somebody, God will work it out. Amen. God will turn it around. Amen. I, I know it's a cliche, but it's true. He will pick you up, turn you around, and place your feet on solid ground. That, that, that's perfect testimony right there. Uh, you got a roof over your head, public testimony, food on your table, public testimony, clothes on your back, public testimony, shoes on your feet. Child of God, that is testimony. Am I helping anybody this morning? Testimony that God was on your side. Testimony that God was looking out for you when you couldn't figure it out on your own. Amen. Testimony that God has been better to you than you've been to yourself. In other words, God was there the whole time. If it had not been the Lord, you ought to make that person who was on my side. Public testimony. The writer helps us to understand that God is the source of all of our deliverances and we owe him all the glory for everything he's done. If I appreciate God, then I'm obligated to praise him. Amen. If I appreciate God, then I'm obligated to testify about him. Amen. We got to be careful. Don't you rob God of his glory. David says, blessed be the Lord. Don't you rob God of his glory. We got to be careful not to rob God, God of his glory because if we'll be honest, our story could have been written another way. Amen. We could have been trapped in the jaws of the enemy. Amen. We could have been given as prey to the teeth of the enemy like a lamb going to slaughter. Amen. But God was on our side. We could have been like a bird stuck in a bird trap held captive by the enemy. But thanks be to God for deliverance. Amen. I will say it one more time. God was there the whole time. Thanks be to God for deliverance. He was there the whole time. And this is critical, y'all, because the enemy is tricky. Let me make sure I get this point home. The, the enemy is very subtle and crafty. Watch this. Make sure you understand that sometimes we don't even realize some of the traps we're walking into. Are you hearing me? Sometimes we don't realize what we're walking into. Satan is laying traps for God's people every day. And if you've ever paid attention to a bird, sometimes we're just like birds. We walk around unassuming of anything. Half of us are not even paying attention to what's going on. Meanwhile, Satan is seeking to devour. But God was there the whole time. I, I understand now what the elders used to say. He keeps us from all hurt, harm, and danger. Danger seen and unseen. I get it now. I get it now. Because some of us, we walk around unassuming like a little a blue jay. We, we're in our own world. Walking right into some of these traps that Satan has for us. I get it now. And I look back over my life. And you want to look back over your life and think about how good God has been. 
we, we use a lot of cliches. They sound funny, but when you think about it, they make sense. They make sense. Keeps us from danger seen and unseen. Psalm 124, it helps us to make sense, make sense out of how good God is. He's worthy to be played. Praise. David says, Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. In other words, God has prevailed against every trick of the enemy. Even when you were not paying attention. In other words, every weapon that was formed against you was not able to prosper. Simply because God was there the whole time. The weapon was formed but it did not prosper. Amen. And the reason it didn't prosper because God was there the whole time. So number one, there is reflective appreciation. Then number two, there is express, expressive praise. Here's the third one. If it be the case that we should always be in a, a season of thanksgiving, then it should show with number three, Undeterred hopefulness. Undeterred hopefulness. Hear me this right here. If you've been on the receiving end of God's deliverance, His favor, His grace, then your hope in God should never be deterred. Your faith in God should never be deterred. Your faith in God should never be on shaky ground. Am I making sense to you? Yeah. Yes. Now, I say, if you've been on the receiving end of God's grace, yes. Yes. on His deliverance, amen, then your faith and your hope in God should never be deterred. Yes. All right. We remain hopeful about the future. We remain faithful about the future because our hope is in the help of the Lord. What, yes. In other words, the journey is still going. Yes. We still got a road to travel, amen. It, it's not over yet, amen. This pilgrimage was not a one-time event. It happened every year. It happened three times a year when they had to travel to Jerusalem to worship. Amen. Amen. Life still goes on. Lord is on our side back then. And our help is in the... Verse 8, David says, Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. He says, Our help is... In that's that that's future tense right there. Yeah. Is in, yeah. not was in, but is in. That presents yeah. present and future tense. In other words, no matter what life may bring in the future, you should remain hopeful because God is consistent. Amen. Yeah. He's not a one-time God. Amen. Yeah. He, he's a he's a he does it over and over. And over, amen. He's like a washing machine on the spin cycle. It just keeps on spinning. God's grace keeps on showing up, amen. David drives home the fact that their freedom from the enemy is due to their covenant with God, amen. The, the name of the Lord, y'all, it, it reveals the character of God. Our help comes from this this living God, amen, not a dead God, but a living God who has made himself known as one who keeps his promises and is all powerful to save us from what we perceive to be the most impossible situations. 
David says, this is the same God who made heaven and earth. And I got to add on to what David said. If he made heaven and earth, then we can be encouraged that whatever we face is not too hard for God. I want to help David out a little bit here. Amen. If he made heaven and earth, then we ought to be encouraged that he little anything we face is not, not too hard for God. Amen. My personal concerns, your personal concerns, they're not too big for our God. Amen. The concerns of us corporately as a church, not too big for God. Amen. In case you forgot, God can never fail. Amen. That's encouragement for our hearts today. Encouragement to keep your trust in God. Amen. Because danger still lurks and the enemy is still on the prowl. Amen. Our help is in the name of the Lord. David is directing us to depend on God. Amen. To keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Amen. To keep our minds stayed on Jesus. To put our confidence in him and not man. To put our confidence in God and not people, places, and problems. Amen. Amen. Undeterred hope. This is the same God who sent his son Jesus. Amen. The same God who gave his only begotten son to set us free from sin. This is the same God that is able to keep you from falling. Amen. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. This God. This God. The living God. He's, he's able to keep you from falling. Amen. This God, he's been there the whole time. If, if, you, if you're thankful for God, you ought to just give him your best praise right now. Amen. I'm done, but I'll, I'll stand today to simply say God was there the whole time. Anybody glad that he never left you? Anybody glad that he never forsake you? Amen. Uh, the question was, where would I be? Amen. I got a few answers if it had not been for the Lord on my side. I would probably be broke, busted, and disgusted. Is that your testimony today? If God wasn't there, I can only imagine what could have been. Amen. But God is there for every battle that we face. Amen. When you pass through the waters, God is there. When, when you go up the rough side of the mountain, God is there. When you're down in the valley, God is there. Amen. God is a God who delivers and rescues. Amen. He, he's still a miracle worker. He's still a way maker. Amen. He's still a problem solver. He still heals us from all manner of sickness and disease. Is anybody glad about God today? Are you glad that He looked beyond your faults and saw all your needs? Amen. He was on your side. Amen. Uh, he, many of the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of him all. That, that means He's on your side. Amen. Your story could have been written another way, but God was on your side. I don't know what you're going through today, but God will be there. God will work it out. Amen. 
sickness attacking your body, God will work it out. Maybe you're laid off. Maybe you're underemployed. Maybe you're unemployed. But God will work it out. God will meet every last one of your needs. He was there the whole time. Oh God, we thank you. Come on, stand to your feet. He was there the whole time. If, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, where would I be? If it had not been him, anybody thankful today? Amen. Listen, if you're here today, you don't know Jesus in the parking moment of power. It's a moment of power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.